Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Can you believe we only have two more shows remaining? We've had such a great season, and we really want to thank Exalta for their continued support to Dirty Mo Radio. We want to remind everyone, even though our season is about to come to a close, you can still listen to our podcast and all the Dirty Mo Radio podcasts anytime on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Thank you again to all our listeners, and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Also, you can tweet or Facebook us with any suggestions for next season. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper. Clear the 18. Best car I've had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Do you want inside information? You will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you <laughs> will learn and you will laugh. Door bumper clear is on. Hey, everybody. It's TJ Majors, spot of the 88 Cup Car. The 7 Xfinity car and the 29 pickup truck. Brett Griffin, Spotter, Elliot Sadler, Clint Boyer. We are minus our wonderful co-host KB this morning. Yeah. Josh, Producer Josh, Amish Josh Amish is filling in. Hey, filling guys. In. He's back. He wears about as much jewelry as Chris, and look at his hand. Blinged up. Oh, man. One ring. What Whoa. is that? It's my college ring. College ring. How long ago was that? 2008. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Bro, it's time to take it off. Yeah. I don't even know where mine's at. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about that. Yeah. Oh, you guys have wedding rings. I don't Exactly. I don't wear that either. Is that your wedding ring? I don't wear that either. I don't like jewelry. I bought this damn runner watch to keep up with my steps and my miles. It's huge, man. I know, but it's got a a built-in heart rate monitor. Start calling you Flavor Brett. Yeah, I'm going to take it around my neck, you know? You need to, I mean, that thing's gigantic. Heck yeah, man. Just get you an iWatch. I mean, you know? Dude, you had an interesting couple, three races. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, man. Talk to me. <laughs> uh, Yeah. You know, it started off, truck race was just uh, okay. We were uh, just okay. Yeah. Pretty uneventful truck race. Um, Xfinity race, I thought Justin drove a, a great race. He did... Um, about as good as you could um where'd he actually end up uh we started saving fuel we could have ran second easily right there i yeah. think we ended up fourth fourth that's that right josh yeah mm. sounds right yeah but we were just to be safe yeah. and we knew we had the positions to give up and we still had like seven six seconds on the guy we had to beat yeah we just started saving to uh to make sure 
and you know what if there was a green white checker or something we wanted to be sure for all that yeah, so yeah i thought justin drove a, a really good race we even um passed kyle on a restart there yeah and then we get down to turn one and he just straight up runs into the back of us did he really he moved yeah, you he, oh moved us first he should have turned your head on in the wall <clears throat> yeah well so that um so in the cup race, we were running down, you know, we're trying to run down the leader, and, and yep. I went down to Tony, and I was like, look, you know, I'm going to make sure he doesn't waste any time on you. I know you're running for a championship, but we are too in the Xfinity car, and Kyle wasted no time running right into us going down into turn one. I mean, yeah. he literally drove right in there until he hit us because we cleared him on the outside in three and four. Right, right. He went well, I heard one. new leader the seven, and then I, <clears> next <throat> thing I know is new leader 18. Oh, yeah, we got sent up the racetrack in turn one. That's real nice. Yeah, so I I made sure that, and you know he's like, why? I'm like, well, Kyle, we're gonna race Kyle like Kyle races. We're running for a championship in the Xfinity car, and Kyle just. Tr- I mean, I I know Kyle's good enough to drive in there and 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 do that, but why? You don't have to move somebody. That car, I mean, I, he didn't have to move anybody. Yeah. So I made sure, you know, I. It's just not. I just don't think that's a very good way to race. But. Uh, the uh, Cup race was exciting. Sunday, I thought you had a win coming, man. Yeah, we uh. We had a good car, Why'd man. Why'd you wreck the 20? <laughs> Alex showed a great race. He, uh, you know, he, he, there was times when I was, I was looking for a weakness because that was really a dominant car and I was waiting. Um, you know, it was, wasn't dominant, dominant, but it was fast. Right. And I was waiting to find a weakness of Alex's, you know, cause we were going to be around really fast cars and yeah, with a lot on the line, with guys a lot with on a lot the line, line. and, yeah. and, you know, honestly, I thought he, I don't think he could have drove any better. He, those guys, we weren't. We needed just a little bit in the short run, but even if we were leading, we could hold them off. Yeah. So I was that, pulling for him to win, not yeah. for him, because I, I nothing against him. I just don't know him that well. I was pulling for him to win for you guys and for nationwide, because you look at what you guys have been on for a roller coaster. Oh, it's been a because Dell Jr. because of multiple drivers. I mean, man, it's hard to do that and keep everybody in sync and keep morale and keep everybody pulling in the same direction. So when you see Alex Bowman leading the race, literally dominating the race, you know, hey, we're all pulling in the same direction. And that's a big statement given what you guys have been up against this year. Yeah, it's really – it's trying on the team because, you know, when you have your, your top driver go out and then you got to bring in some other guys, you know, you know – even though they were great, Jeff, it's still you're just you're breaking your routine a little bit, and it just throws it off a little, and and uh, it is challenging. Yeah, we had a crazy. Josh, this is where you can either take it in or out. Josh, I'm not Josh. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> man, we had a crazy race Saturday, so we knew ultimately Elliot had to run top sixteen, top seventeen. He's locked in the race, so that's exactly what we did. And I'll tell you one of the reasons we did it: we saw William Byron dominate the truck race and have a motor failure and, and ultimately not transfer in. And then in the middle of our Xfinity race, we're we're sitting there top six, and, and the 88 car goes flying by us. He cuts a tire. He goes and hits the wall. And at that point, I think Elliot decided mentally, man, I'm done. I'm not putting myself in any position. And then we end up finishing exactly where we need to finish, get transferred. Dude, I'm halfway back to the hotel. My phone starts blowing up. Lug nuts are off. Lug nuts are off. And I'm like, well, how many? Everybody's like, one, two, one, two. One, two, and I'm like, oh, I try yeah. to turn around. The cop says, you can't turn around and go back to the track, sir, although that traffic's outbound. So I was like, Josh, Kristen, Elliot, somebody tell me what's going on. But, man, I say kudos to NASCAR for making an expedited call that had a lot of effects on the championship. They found two lug nuts loose. They issued the penalty right then and there, and boom, we all go racing in Homestead like we're supposed to. Yeah, I thought it was uh, 
<clears throat> well, that was good to call it uh, how it was, no matter who it is. If it happens, it happens, and you're you know you just you're done with it after that. Yeah, you don't have to sit there and. I know they'll talk about it this week on the shows and stuff, but you don't have to sit there and and, and wonder and, and wait and see what they're going to do and, and all this stuff. So I think uh, I think it'll be good for them to do that. Yeah, they, biggest question for us as a company is who's going to be our crew chief. And, and I'm not concerned <clears throat> about that because of the depth that we have here at, at JRM and the depth that we have at Hendrick Motorsports. Like, man, I'm, I'm just as confident that we can win this championship no matter who the crew chief is. we got fast cars. You yeah. can win the championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're one half of the Xfinity championship opportunity this weekend. Yeah, and I, honestly, when I heard it, I wasn't wasn't really worried about who was going to do it either. I know those guys all work really tightly with each other, and I, I know yep. they'll fill it pretty easily. My my biggest question was, is, you know, if you know there, you almost know as a changer if there's two loose. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I feel like you could have got back to where you were at pretty easily. Well, we took four and everybody else took two. The theory is kind of internally is maybe we had a gun that had a mechanical issue because on film this guy hit all the nuts. Okay. You know, and, and we all know mechanical failure is a part of our sport. Yeah. So we, we don't think it was human error in this time. I didn't know. I else. didn't know what the camera showed on. I didn't know if it was questionable and you you wrote it out. But, yeah, yeah. You can't, there ain't nothing you can do about that. It's Heck like no. that tire failure. You know what happened with that, right? No. What happened? Uh, I heard a lug nut knock the valve stem off. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you just never know, man. Little things. But not 100 percent sure on that. Well, but <clears throat> before we move into spot on, spot off, uh, we obviously want to thank Exalta here in the Exalta studios, uh, as well as Jeff Gordon and Alex Bowman, who are filling in for Dale for the remainder of the 2016 season. For all the latest news and photos of the number 88, head over to ExaltaRacing.com or follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, boy, that to one that whole segment too. That whole segment got a fresh coat of paint there, didn't it? Didn't it? <laughs> Josh did it up big. <laughs> Fresh coat of paint. All right, moving into spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Harvick. Why, why is Donald Trump not on here? <laughs> because we don't talk about politics. Yeah, but he's our new president. How can we not address we have a new president in the it United is States? Actually, there you America. go. We have a new president. It we're, is the we, president. I mean, we should probably – we're not, like, talking about whether, you know, two this, people, which one should win. We actually know which one it is. Now. Yeah. All right. So we just talked about it. Make, he's he's make, the president. Make door bumper clear going. great again. That's yeah. what we're doing right now. Yeah, Josh, stop holding us back. <laughs> Sorry, TJ, that yeah. I'm holding, holding us back. back so much. Jeez. This uh, house is a effing prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spot on, spot off. Harvick calls Dylan, but gets left hanging. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, spot on for Dylan, man. He's mad, you know. Yeah. Probably doesn't want to say something he may not may regret later, or you know, may want to keep Har- Maybe try to get in Harvick's head a little bit. Harvick's the guy that tries to get in people's heads, so maybe Dylan's taking <clears throat> a play out of his own playbook. Yeah, I thought uh, I'll go spot on because that does um, you not instead of having things smoothed over by then he had to still think about it. Yeah. So, you know, and everybody pretty much handed Kevin the trophy before we got there, and then we get there, and I'm not even sure he was much of a factor the whole race. Not until the very end. And even not even then, he was just kind of taking advantage of attrition at that point. Yeah. You know, he wasn't like the guy busting up through there like he normally is. So. Yeah. 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 All right, spot on, spot off. Owners' championship relevance. Man, I'm spot off. I'm over this whole <laughs> yeah. two championship system. Like it. Ma- here's the thing about our sport: it really matters to the driver 
to be a, a driver champion. It matters to the organization to be an owner's champion because of the <laughs> revenue associated with it. We need to put this together given the, the way we're trying to condense everything from a championship standpoint with the new chase formats and all these series. It's confusing to the fans. It's kind of confusing to me because we're in the middle of this Xfinity, you know, chase deal, and Elliot's like, hey, how are we on the owner's championship? Well, you're four points to the good. How are we on the driver's championship? You're 11 points to the good. We need one champion. The word champion means one winner. Let's do away with this owner's crap. Yeah, or let's not talk about it. You know, let's not post it or whatever and and, and worry about it like that because now it's – it's taking away from the the main deal. When so. we show up at the banquet for the trucks and the Xfinity in Miami, we could potentially have four vehicles sitting there. Two trucks, one owner, one one driver. Two Xfinity cars, one owner, one driver. Like, what? Yeah, how, how is the, the champion's owner not the owner's champion? You know what I mean? How is he not the championship? Of, I don't know. Whatever. It's confusing. Goodbye, yeah. owner's championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, spot on, spot off. Monster Energy named finalist for cup title sponsor, the Monster Energy Cup. Go ahead. Again. This is big, man. Yeah. You know, I, I actually uh, heard some rumblings about this a week or so ago, and I, I, clearly we need a, an awesome sponsor. Which you know, Monster is a is a great company. A lot of youth. It concerns me because of the exclusivity part of it. Right. Because do you come in as a beverage company? Do you come in as an energy drink company? Do you come in as a caffeine-related company? Because what's happened in the past is whoever the series sponsor is, they're an exclusive partner to the NASCAR Cup Series. So they have the ability to block anybody else from playing in those categories. That makes me afraid. The other thing that makes me afraid is they're a current team sponsor at Stuart Haas Racing. What does it mean for that sponsorship? You don't want to see the sanctioning body coming in and affecting the teams from a from a revenue standpoint. So I certainly have some concerns as far as the brand itself goes. I think this is an epic opportunity um, for, for our sport, but I, but I do have some concerns as we ultimately see this thing play out over the next two weeks. It'll be big to see what, what happens there. Grid girls? What? Grid girls? Grid girls. They're hot. Be monster. <clears throat> hey, we need spotter girls. <laughs> With umbrellas. Yeah. Bikinis. Yeah. Bikinis and fans and uh, – yeah. You damn right. <laughs> uh I am mostly all for any sponsor, although I don't want I don't like the fact that they'll sponsor it to run others off. I don't think that's a good idea. But we've already seen the Xfinity's already sponsored cars. They've already had you know, we've already had the Xfinity series with Xfinity cars in it. So I don't necessarily like that much either, but um if a sponsor can come in and take over the series and and leave it kind of how it is, playing underneath it, I'm all for it. Here's the trouble: like <clears throat> you, you say, all right, we're Monster Energy, we're coming in. You guys are all Monster Energy. This is you're racing for the Monster Energy Cup, and then you go, uh, what about Austin Dillon? He's got a Coke deal. He's not going to ever mention Monster Energy. Like, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces here for this to work. Yeah, I think it can work. Yeah, it's just a question of. What are they ultimately going to buy from NASCAR in terms of this category? Yeah, do you get the rights to that, or you know? Yeah, <clears throat> I, don't, I mean, I don't see how you can. I mean, 
you can't have. You can. You got. You got well, a I mean, three-year three grandfather rule. You can never. So, so let's just theoretically say this. Let's say they get the caffeine category, and they say, okay, we're coming in. We've got caffeine. Eric Jones, congratulations. You just signed five-hour energy. You cannot move that sponsorship at any point during your career. So if you leave and go to Gibbs, which we all know is a plan, guess what? Five-hour, you're locked in. Well, guess what five-hour does? We gone. So it, it just comes down to what are they going to get as part of this deal. It's confusing. Yeah. You know, the fans, hopefully I'm not confusing you guys. Uh, but it, it, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces when a company like this is coming in. I don't think it should be allowed to stop other teams from getting competitors of sponsors. I mean, obviously they're not getting the whole deal like they're not paying for. But yeah, What they're concerned about, though, is when Brad Keselowski wins the Sprint Cup championship, his team has a Verizon sponsor on the indie yeah. side, and he's kind of a – nonchalant ass about the sprint piece of it so nascar doesn't want a company to come in and and, and i understand your point dude i don't, I don't i'm not sure i think it's okay that they're yeah, taking well, a team you, sponsor you won't and have, elevating them you won't have the main deal if you don't have all these little ones no so we've got to keep the teams funded before we the the series is fine the cars have to be on the track <clears throat> you have to have cars to race if yes. you take cars away we're going to start having problems yes so I don't think it, you know, I don't think it needs to get to that level. It's a tricky ground. I mean, when Sprint came in, they, you know, they had played in the sport before. They actually had sponsored Kyle Petty. They came in and AT&T was here and they said, okay, AT&T, you can stay, but you can never rebrand and you can never leave. You know? So, I mean, it just, it's weird. Yeah. It'll work out. All right. Spot on, spot off. Passing the pace car penalties. TJ, I, I haven't seen a pace car Man. in a cup series all year. <clears throat> I, you know, I, I got to go. I got to go spot off. <clears throat> it's real hard. Um, it, it's real tricky, and I think it's just a knickknack type deal. I mean, he's not really. You're not gaining anything. You're not gaining ground on the. On, you are if you're the if you're you're the leader. People are right on your tail coming to pit road. You're not gaining anything. It's a shorter radius. You you have to adjust your speed to a lower speed that you're not used to running. Um, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's worth calling. Now, the the whole deal, coming to pit road. Pulling up to pit is different. Pulling up to pit is my – Pulling my, up to pit, pulling up to pit. That, I, I have a problem with that. That's not yeah, it's okay different. with me. But, you know, but um, you know, as far as giving them a pass in the pace car penalty to coming to pit road because he was a half a car length in front of the pace car, I don't think that's <clears> – <throat> I mean, it's – I don't think that's worth messing with, but – it happened. Happened twice. Happened to uh, Truex and Jimmy Johnson, both who had super fast cars. But Truex didn't get passing the pace car penalty. He he did. He was actually right behind the pace car. He was the first guy one lap down when it was open the oh, second he got time two by for him. Then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 He got fine. called for pulling up the pit also. <clears throat> yeah. So well, I'm talking like when he got that other penalty on pit road before he was actually speeding up on pit road, which wasn't right. That was a different – he lost two laps in one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that whole sequence, do you know how he got the lap down there? He had just pitted when they spun the 42 wreck, right? Yeah, they – the when the 42 – we were actually coming to pit row when that was going on, and I saw the yellow come on, come out, and we were actually turned down. I told Alex to come back out, and we did. Right. So we're kind of just cruising down the front stretch. Well, we're racing the 78 and 24 and them guys, and I, they're leaving their stall in turn one. Yeah. So I'm like, Alex, we had really nothing in front of us. I'm like, Alex, Hurry we, need, we need to speed up here. Hustle, yeah. So we hustled down through there, and we beat them both to the start. We beat them both to the pit outline, which is significant. Yeah, we trapped them. 
significant. Because if we don't, they've already made their stop, and they're going to come out ahead of you, ahead of me. Correct. Yeah. So it was. It kept us basically. We came out. We were still the leader. You trapped them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know that was pretty big. He came out, and then I don't know why. For some reason, that they always just they did it in Martinsville too. Just kind of poor. You think you are. They just blew by the pace car and kept going. Yeah. And I don't know. You know they're they're gonna. It makes it way harder for NASCAR when people do that to, and it makes them mad, obviously too. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have a problem, you go tell the official or whatever, and then they'll they'll they'll, they'll fix they'll, it. They always they always read the pit out stuff. Right. They always read that, and it wasn't even close. No. So no. you know, uh, but you, you don't want to make them mad, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got mad. Yeah. All right. Uh, spot on. Spot off. Brian Scott retiring. Man, the word retiring just doesn't work for me here. The word retiring yeah. to me means I'm I'm an elder statesman. I'm been really successful. It, to me, it doesn't scream I'm a really rich 28 year old kid that's tired of doing this and tired of sucking at this. Like I, I don't like the word retiring right here. You know, he quit. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to retire at that. You know, the bad part. It's he's not a, health related. <clears throat> no, he's he's probably one of the nicest drivers in the garage too. If you've ever talked to him or, or hung out with him, he's probably one of the nicest guys in there. But you know, it, this reminds me of um, Ricky Hendrick whenever he he stepped down. You know, but he he stepped down and was like, "Look," he said, "I can't do this anymore." He's like, ah, "Look, I'm I'm hold I'm taking up a seat here." Yeah. You know what? What I think would have been cool was if if somehow Brian could work it out to to. Uh, you know, maybe staying in the sport, maybe he maybe runs maybe runs a K and N team. I don't know. You know, maybe he does something like that. And I mean, obviously, is going to be he's going to know the ins and outs of it already because he's being in the sport for a while. But yeah, um, I just don't like the word retiring used in in the context of which he's exiting the sport. Yeah, he's moving on. Yeah, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Look, which is kind of the way Ricky played this. I'm moving on. I'm yeah, going on I'm to the go business and, side of the sport. I want to run my Honestly, he, he might go and maybe he will be a, ARCA team, a successful ARCA team owner. Successful. He said he's going hunting, fishing, and camping. He's well, starting a whole new chapter of his life at 28. <laughs> yeah. 28, I, mean, I was worried about how I was going to pay my power bill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll <laughs> – Maybe he'll take over some business side of things. Where, where there. it's significant, I mean, in all seriousness, where it's really si- significant to our sport is, you know, Richard Petty has already been out of business twice, right? He went out of business as Petty Enterprises. He went out of business with the Gillettes as Richard Petty Motorsports. Now he's a you know successful to some degree two car team. Albertsons and these other Shore Lodge and these other sponsors affiliated with Brian Scott are going to leave. So that race team, if a driver doesn't come in with eight, nine, ten, twelve million dollars, it's going to shut down. It's going to put the king back in jeopardy of going out of business for a third time. If the king can't stay in business, wow, we got yeah, we got problems. We got model <coughs> problems. You know, you can talk about RTA and you can talk about franchises or what are we calling these things these days? Were charters, charters, charters. <laughs> sorry, like that's almost about not to matter already, and we're eight months into this thing. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to see teams like that go under. You know what, what I think he. What I think they're missing there is if I was him, I would probably make a list of the upcoming free agent drivers, and you've these got to go get one. Yeah. Like a one of the top five. You know, you've got to go get one of them guys. Yeah. You bring a guy in there. You bring a top five guy in there, you, you're probably going to be able to sell sponsorship easier. You're going to make your cars better. Yeah. Um, I, and they really, 
they haven't really done that. Yeah. So, and I realize you got to stay in business, but you know, I think, I think they need to go get somebody. Yeah. Let's take a quick break for one main financial. We'll be right back. So there's one thing I'm not going to apologize for. I'm not going to apologize to be a hunter. No. Man, you're like my heroes. That's you, right. You get to hunt and then come on a radio show and talk about it. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Carrie Earnhardt. Tune in every other Friday to Earnhardt Outdoors with myself and Hank Parker Jr. Right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. All right. Well, we're going to move into Fast Lane. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Fast Lane is, I can't imagine there's too many that don't know what Fast Lane is by now. Uh, but we're going to give each Brett and um, TJ a topic to discuss. They get 30 seconds, and then whoever goes first gets a rebuttal. Uh, okay. Starting off with TJ. William Byron blew a motor on Friday night in Phoenix after leading 112 of 138 laps. He was the favorite to win the Camping World Truck Series championship this year. Does this show that this format may not show who the best of the best is? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think it's it's part of it. We have mechanical failures. I mean, if you, you can't have them. Um, just because you have a successful year. You know, a lot of them guys, even back in the old point system, if you went into Phoenix and had a motor problem and you go to Homestead and you have a motor problem, you're still going to lose it. Yeah. So it is what it is. You got to put a complete year together still. Man, I felt like we had game seven moments in game six. You know, I felt like we had a game seven moment in the truck race when Byron blew up. I felt like we had a game seven moment with the lug nut issue with Elliott. I felt like we had a game seven moment when Kenseth got wrecked. And it's not even game seven yet. So this format is so intense and so great for our fans. Mm-hmm. We just need to stay consistent and stop changing stuff. Yeah, even this is the stuff that's going to happen. Just because this happens doesn't mean you change it. And it, it's part of it, you know. Uh, great kid, great year, nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, nothing. I mean, he's already proved. It. He's already shown what he can he do. He can do it. This championship is obviously not going to go in the record books as his name, but he's going to be. They're going to know he was there. People yeah. that needed to know know what saw this year. What can, the kid can do. So yeah, he's awesome. All right, the uh, the number twenty wrecks late in the race and ends his championship hunt. Who's at fault? Man, unfortunately, there's only two people that you can put this on. It's the guy holding the steering wheel for the 20 and the guy spotting for Matt. And uh, I'm a huge Matt Kenseth fan. I'm a huge fan of Crazy. Unfortunately, they didn't work as well together as they should have. Uh, This isn't as easy as it looks on TV. It's not as easy as it looks in the stands. We as spotters are in a really bad position at Phoenix International Raceway just from our angles and where we stand. Yeah, there's where we're at as well. It's not the normal. They're coming at you head on, and it's a hard, it's a tough place, especially on restarts. But you know, there's there's probably uh, maybe we should talk about this again later. There, there's there's probably four things that added up to make this happen and look like it did. It's not just one guy saying clear way. You know, it's, there's there's about four things that happened all at the perfect time for this to have that outcome. And it's not just one guy saying clear. You know, there's there's you know, maybe we'll get back into it in a little bit. I feel like the spotter probably threw a pick six on this deal. Unfortunately, it was so late in the game, he didn't have an opportunity to overcome it. And our sport is so much different because if you throw a pick six and you're Tom Brady in the first quarter, you've got three quarters to come back and win. When you throw a pick six in our sport and you tear up your race car, your day is done. So crazy manned up. He said he screwed up. I've screwed up before. Uh, I hate it for him, man. One of my favorite guys up there. Hey, real quick. Just from just from being up front all day, 
I'm not even sure why the leader would even come down. Me, I, I said that on the plane ride. Like, you don't have to be in a hurry. I would have ran that. the second groove. Yeah. I would have ran the second groove, and, and we restarted the second groove all day, and yeah. we beat him off turn two. I don't even know why you would have came down and taken yeah. the risk of even getting hit. You know when you come down, that gap's going to close up. Yeah, I mean, and, and to my point of it's on these two guys, I mean, Matt has a left side mirror. Matt has yeah. a rear view mirror. Matt has a gas and a brake pedal on and the wa- he was up in the top four to five all day. He saw restarts up there. Yeah. To, me, to me, that guy driving should have – you know, he could have made a better decision as well. Yeah, and ran up there. I mean, you put yourself. It's you, a weird part of our sport because you you rarely hear a quarterback, you know, talk crap about a receiver after game. Well, Josh, we lost because Josh dropped the touchdown pass. But in our sport, it's like, well, I crashed because the spotter cleared me. Like they are not afraid to throw our asses under no, the bus. No, and you know what? That's the bad part too. Is these drivers. They make mistakes, yeah. but we don't sit there. You know, every time I see my driver make a mistake, I'm patting him on the back. Picking him you, up. Picking him up. Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's a, it's a bad, you know, when we get to these things, and, and they are – I don't know if I can even remember whenever the last time a driver right in the spot, I was like, damn, nice job, dumbass. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. You know, why, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that, you know? Yeah. You just spun out. What the hell's your problem, man? Right, right. You know what I mean? I, we <laughs> I mean, that would be uh, maybe we should start. <laughs> see how many of us can I keep don't jobs. Think we'll last long. I don't. Yeah. See how many of us will keep jobs. I mean, yeah. why is it okay for the, why is it okay for the driver to make a mistake? Yeah. I mean, spotters' lives matter. Spotters' True. lives matter. That's all it comes down Hashtag. to. Hashtag. Why? Why is it okay for a driver to make a mistake? You. I feel you. I'm glad you got fired up right there. Yeah. This is rant for the day. Yeah, you're done. Damn it, you dumbass! Why? Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I told you to slow down. I mean, you, yeah, you speed on pit road. What? I mean, really? What an idiot. I mean, <laughs> speeding penalty. What an idiot! Yeah, forty-two hundred. Really, lights. really. Can you read numbers? What's the problem? Do we need something else? I mean, we're both gonna not be in Homestead. <laughs> All right. Uh, JRM drivers Elliot Sadler and Justin Algar will take on JGR drivers Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez for the Xfinity Series Championship this weekend in Miami. How aggressive should your strategy be, and will you work together until the end? Um, you know, the, how it's playing out in my mind is is Homestead normally has some long runs. So, and that's going to play in our favor, I think, too. Uh, we, you know, normally we they take off faster, but we normally have long run and good race speed. So, I expect all through practice for the 19 and the 20 to be be fast, and we'll be right in the ballpark there. But, you know, when the race starts, I think uh, you just can't run that pace the whole race most, you know, and you can't stand to have a problem. So, I think uh, – I think it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, it's. Uh, I think we got a good shot at it. I think this is a winner-take-all format. You, you've got to really come out here swinging for the fence. Clearly, you have to wait on the perfect pitch before you do that. You can't come out lap one and, and just do something really stupid. But you've got to come out here with a mentality of, I need to qualify top five. I need a good pit selection. I need to run top five, keep track position all day. And I need to drive my ass off. Yeah, this is the one where if you're gonna, you don't let somebody hold you up. You get to them, you don't waste time. I'm not, you don't wreck them, but you just, this is the, you need to show people what you're there to do. Yeah. All right, the uh, the JGR cars in the Cup Series have not been as strong during the chase as they have been all season. In your opinion, can either Kyle or Carl beat the determination of Jimmy Johnson or the momentum of Joey Logano, Brett? 
Yeah, valid point. Their speed has certainly not been as high in the chase as it was prior to the chase. If you look at Hendrick Motorsports at Phoenix, at one point in the race they were running first, second, third, and seventh. It is obvious to me that, that Jimmy Johnson is bringing his game. The Hendrick is back on top of their game. I got Jimmy Johnson winning this championship over these other three guys. Yeah, I don't – I can't look at – any one of these four and just pick out a single guy that's just going to go there and and be, you know, that I think will be dominant. I think uh, Jimmy's obviously rolling here lately. He's got it going, and Jimmy's a dangerous guy when he gets momentum. So I think it'd be hard to bet against him. But look at Joey. Joey hung around all day yesterday. You know, he'd lead a little bit. He'd fall back, and he raced smart. And he actually would let people go. when He let us go, and we run him down. And I thought that was pretty – Pretty mature. Well, yeah, and that essentially set him up for uh, a shot at winning the race at the end there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, my the weakest link to me is probably Carl. Yeah. But, hey, he's in the in the Final Four, so should be good. I'm pulling for Jimmy. Yeah, me too, <laughs> obviously. All right, the off-the-wall <clears throat> topic. <clears throat> there have been some major upsets this year in the NFL. Green Bay loses to Tennessee. The Seahawks beat the Patriots at home, and Carolina can't seem to get their act together at all. Uh, if you had to pick a Super Bowl champion right now, who would it be and why, TJ? I would probably pick, even though I hate them, the New England Patriots. They've got some players. They've got their running back coming back still. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to bet against guys. You know, I know they already lost to Seattle right there, but it's hard. Tom Brady is pretty hard to beat, so – be hard to bet pick against him america's team how about them cowboys oh my gosh (laughs) i should have known did you get your did you get your dak to the future shirt yet no (laughs) dak to the future yeah i forgot brett's a cowboys fan i'm really not i just think they're you're a cowboys fan i'm not anymore i don't like jerry jones i don't like romo when they trade him i might go back oh my gosh that's not america's team either there's no there's no red in their emblem it's red, white, and blue. Oh. The Bills are America's team. Wow. And Tom Brady Whoa. still sits that, to beat. That's, <laughs> that's a bold statement there. The Bills what? are America's team is scary. Have like, you seen our like, fans? That's like saying Bernie Sanders is president. Have you not that's seen the Bills fans? That's how scary that statement is. Have you Free seen college for everybody. <laughs> Unless you actually have a job and you can pay for your kid's college and then your what? college isn't free. What is wrong with – have you seen our fans? <laughs> how much better does it get? Your fans are absurd. Are awesome. They voted for Bernie Sanders. They are everything. <laughs> our fans are everything. What's good about tailgating? They are wild tailgaters. <laughs> I actually oh, I want know. to go to a game after the pictures that you and Doug Campbell have been exchanging all. Oh, year. where'd you stop for fuel? Tulsa. No, we went to get Clint's dad in Emporia, Kansas. Oh, so we stopped in Tulsa, and there was a plethora of wild animal stuff in this. There's tons. <laughs> it's crazy. I took some pictures of it for Doug. Yeah, there's. <laughs> There's more wild animal stuffed in that Tulsa airport. Yeah. It's insane. And Cheetahs, the, monkeys, baboons. I mean, everything. There's a polar Cheetahs. bear upstairs in a window. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move into hashtag SDBC. I have chosen a few hashtag SDBC questions to ask the guys here today. Uh, first up is at Beretta3000. Ask biggest win of the year, Busher at Pocono or Pitt football at Death Valley? Oh, this there's no question. Pit football. Clemson sucks. Deshaun yeah. Watson is is awesome as a quarterback, but Clemson sucks. Never wear orange. Sorry, Josh. No. I don't. I don't find uh, 
you know, different if, color orange. It's if fine. that race was um, won by speed or whatever, or, you yeah. know, he if we went back green, he held some people off for a green white check or something. I'd say that'd be big, but I mean, staying out and never going back racing again is not really considered to me as a big win. It's not really a statement. You great win, you called the strategy right, but yeah. it's not yeah. really, yeah, you know, not crazy. KB's not here. Go pit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at RS or R Smith one sixty eight asks. Who are some young drivers who have the whole package to keep an eye out over the next few seasons across all three series? Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of upcomers. Obviously, we've added two to the Cup Series that are going to be there for a long time this year. Um, probably three with uh, with Busher. You know, Busher gets in a better car. He's going to be yeah pretty good. But we He's have, rumored um, to go to the second edge ATG <clears throat> car to be A.J. Allmendinger's teammate. That's kind of a hot rumor right now. Yeah, be a little bit better, but uh, through all three series, obviously the Xfinity series has some upcoming talent too. Uh, you know, and the trucks has a bunch of them right now. I mean, you got Christopher Bell, you got Reddick, you got a bunch of guys coming up through. Hemrick's moving to the Xfinity series. Yep, yep. So I'm hoping that we keep taking kids winning in lower series in ARCA and K&N and moving them into the truck series like it's moving right now because we got a pretty – pretty decent size youth movement coming up through so i think this william byron kid is is going to be awesome i mean he's he's hit the perfect career path you know he he was in the fastest trucks which right now are toyota he's coming to one of the top two organizations in xfinity which is junior motorsports his mentor guy just so happens to be a pretty successful person in rick hendrick so it's almost like you say hey this kid is being tabbed to take somebody's place at Hendrick and no matter who it is, he's going to be ready for it. Yeah. He, uh, and, and it's amazing how much he looks like Ricky Hendrick. Yeah. And that is, a, I, I never even noticed that, but yeah, it's crazy. Is. He handled the other night exceptionally well, I thought, which is amazing. Like yeah. we watch Eric Jones flub these opportunities. If that was up. Eric Jones. He, I can't, we would have had to swim out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cry me a river. Yeah. So, but he, that's how you want people to handle them situations. We feel, you know, that was, that, I mean, you're, I don't know how to even tell. And that's a kid. A kid. That's a kid handling that scenario yeah. like that, you know? And, and, uh, so it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, at KY Catfish Billy. KY Catfish. <laughs> sounds Kentucky weird. Catfish Billy. Oh, I hope that's Kentucky. <laughs> I'm sure it's Kentucky. Uh, the state, not the lube. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> If none of the four chase drivers win at Homestead, who else has the best chance to win there? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> you think Truex, but man, this guy can't get out of his own way lately. Yeah, you know, I, this is going to be a against the ball track, and and I think um, I think Alex has proved he can run up there pretty good, so I think he'll be a factor. So what happens with this guy, man? He's gotten in a fast car. He proves he can run up front. <laughs> what happens to Alex Bowman? Um, you know. I don't know. Hopefully he is, you know. Hopefully he is showed him, showed enough owners or whatever that look. You know, he's got the talent of a fast car, and he didn't he didn't mentally fold or anything. He was put into a really the situation he was put in there was not. You know, he was put between in a, in a pack of wolves, and you know something was going to happen. I think I don't think we go into turn one, even if we get the best restart of our lives. I think we still have contact with somebody in our mirror. Yeah. Um I think that's that was going to happen no matter what. It was on that's the only chance that guy had at getting a victory or something was to shuffle things up a little bit. 
not not that he wanted to go in there and cause a huge wreck, but right. I think he w- he wanted to go into there and and he knew the only chance he was going to have was to to get things shuffled and get a run on yeah. somebody. But yeah. um, you know, I thought Alex handled everything really well, and you know he does. He so does what do you think he up. does next? What happens? Full time Xfinity gig, full time Cup gig, part time Cup gig. Like what happens to this guy? You know, I don't know. I just don't know of enough of enough openings. You know, maybe. Maybe now, since some of these other deals aren't all the way filled yet, maybe now things it's an opportunity. maybe they're back in there talking like, "Hey, man, what about this kid? Look, we obviously, yeah. if you put him in good equipment." I mean, you would think that Rick having the Stuart Haas relationship severed at the end of this year, which is only now a week away, you would think it opens up some resources for him to go get a new technical alliance partner or slash be a vendor to, to one of those teams yeah. and and to some degree put Alex under contract and 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 have him farmed out for a couple of years kind of like Roush did with Busher this year. Yeah, I don't I don't think um I don't think he'll let Alex leave the Hendrick, you know, banner. Yeah. You know, I think just, you know, um, cuz there's you don't really 100% know what's going to go on with Dale Jr. yet. Yeah. Um so I, we certainly know, all hope something good comes from that, but we, yeah. you, to your point, we don't know. But Alex has been a great. Sub. We also don't know how long Jimmy Johnson's going to run. He, yeah. you know, how much longer is he going to go? I definitely think Alex is worth keeping around. Yeah, you know, and but they need to keep him running. You can't just park a guy on a couch. You no. know, he needs to be getting that experience every no. week. No. So. I think I'd go to Richard Petty Motorsports and say, "Hey, you guys need to switch to Chevy. Put him in the forty-four. Let's find some sponsorship." To TJ's point earlier, go get a young guy that proves he can drive. Keep digging. Here we go. All right, Ed. Jen Olk asks, <clears throat> what food are you most looking forward to at Thanksgiving? That's a good question. Is Michelob Ultra <clears throat> a food category? Yes, it is. Actually, my mom's chicken and dumplings and her dressing, and I think that's three foods, chicken, dumplings, and her dressing. Oh, you can't beat it. Best in America. Man, I my mom actually makes a really good turkey, and uh, I don't I don't know how. But she does. There's like three different steps to it. But we need to know what the steps are. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the deal. I though. like a good old moist turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So we've tried, but she doesn't know what the she does it by like she does it. She just she doesn't know what the measurements are for anything. It's just oh, I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's all that. Yeah. And I. It's all just natural talent. There's no. And yeah. it cooks overnight too. Like she cooks like it's. Does she like cook it for a little while and then cut the oven off and leave it like cooking overnight without the oven on? Because Claudia's grandmother used to do that. It's, and it's something amazing. like that. It cooks all night, but it, like a lower, she lowers it at some point. Yeah. Have you ever deep fried one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know Topher out here. Yeah. Well, we deep fried one at my house one time back when I lived out on the land. We, but you you really need to make sure you get all the ice out of them things. Uh, they'll blow oh, up. Oh, good God. You got. Yeah. <laughs> they'll blow up. Yeah. So YouTube you, that if you want to see some idiots. Yeah. Well, I'm frozen, glad nobody. Frozen turkey. Here's your sign. I'm glad nobody was filming us idiots that day. We we at our defense we ran that thing in hot water, but in the same. I mean, a bit. We must, there must have been just a little bit in there still. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. All right. At Turn Farm asks, what spotters would make a good TV commentator? <laughs> Not Brett. <laughs> You'd be fired. You can say. Sure. <laughs> um, what spotter would make a good TV commentator? You know, huh. I've got one, I think. Who you got? I would probably put Jason Jarrett up there. Yep. I like Jason Jarrett. He's just got... Third generation. Yeah, and he's raised. He knows You know, he knows a little bit about it. and He, he's he knows a, how to be politically correct. Yeah, he's not going to say fuck. 
<laughs> um, who would be funny up there, though? I'm too politically correct on social media stuff, so I wouldn't I be think, funny. I think, uh, I think, I think Stevie would be funny. Stevie Reeves, he used to race IRL and came here and yeah, Stevie would be pretty stuff. good too. He'd be he's funny, got, but you got to have a really smart and quick-witted sense of humor. Or you wouldn't understand anything he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's got he's real quick with with comebacks like that. And I'd like to see Eddie DeHaan on there just because Eddie gets on a tangent and he'll get he on does, a soapbox. Yeah. Like he may be my guy. He's got a really weird Long Island accent. Yeah, and he's pretty firm in his beliefs on things, so he would probably call it pretty quick. Well, that guy's an idiot. He just yeah. shove in there. And then when he's got to go take a donkey, Hamlin can go sub for him. <laughs> <laughs> Super sub. All right, you guys got anything you want to rant about? Man, I do. And, and I'm going to keep this short and sweet because we're running close on time. But I, I spotted a truck race for Matt Snyder this weekend at Phoenix. I think the kid's got a lot of talent. He's coming up through the ranks. And I'm in the middle of this truck race, and I'm a fan of all sports. And I'm like, huh, I wonder how much time is left on the caution clock. I look around the racetrack there's no clock anywhere to be found. If you could you imagine going to a basketball game and not being able to see how much time is left in the half? That's what we're asking the fans to do in the stands is to figure out how much time is left before the caution clock goes off. The people at home have it. How can the people sitting at the event not have this timer? Somebody either has to do away with this caution clock thing or if we're going to keep this gimmick Put it presently where people can say, oh, there's 14 minutes left. There's 12 minutes left. I had no clue. Ridiculous. Has it been that way all year? Uh, there's actually a counter, but it's on the big screen. Yeah, but it's the size of this water bottle. Yeah, water I mean, you got to look, you. but we're in a bad spot. Normally, it's right on the front stretch. It's just our position there, too, though. At no point in an arena are you located where you can't see the timer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be better for sure, but I mean, I... My crew chief, we do it a lot, so he updates me. But it'd be nice for the, the for the. I'm fans. talking about the fan. I'm not talking about me. I don't care. But they might. Um, also, I am not sure if if you know their MRN might even tell you more. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, what if they don't have a headset on? Well, the broadcaster, the announcer, or whatever. You can't assume the person in the stands has on a headset. You have to give the fan the timer. I think I think if it goes up to the a higher series that they can play with them, but it it be it better not go up. That'd be a mistake. No, it is good for the truck series. I like it. It I keeps like the races. It. it keeps the races closer and and uh, I don't love it. I like it. There's more strategy. Put a clock where we can see it, or don't do it at all. You can't. You haven't run enough truck races to really know. I I only had to run one to figure <laughs> out I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys, we're out of here. Races. Thanks to One Man Financial for bringing this podcast to you guys. We only got one show left. And Exalta and the Exalta Studios. Yep, one show. We're gonna have to do a GoFundMe for the off-season shows. Yeah. Oof, off-season shows. Yeah, maybe we could do one after the banquet or something. I think we should do one every couple weeks or whatever, and just talk about current events and there'll still be racing stuff about what man when does trump go in office soon we out holla thanks (laughs) at one main financial we believe in the importance of community that means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals lending a hand when it matters most and commitment to our neighborhoods community isn't just where you are it's where you make a difference one main financial not just in the neighborhood but part of your community providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service one main financial your needs your goals your dreams offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee for licensing information visit our website or call us you've been listening to door bumper clear brought to you by one main 
For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 